For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding, GM of production at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today is Gary Alterson, Vice President of Managed Services at Kivu, which offers strategic guidance and fully managed 24 by 7 cybersecurity threat monitoring. Learn more about our sponsor at kivuconsulting.com. Gary, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Paul. Great to be here. Gary, I wanted to talk with you about cloud security. Before we hit record today, you sent me an article from CSO Online talking about a study conducted by Venify, which found that more than half of security leaders surveyed didn't understand the security risks associated with shifting to the cloud. If that half were listening right now, I want to hear what you would say to them, but also feel free to break down the study and a bit of the meaning behind it for our listeners. What I would tell folks moving to the cloud is that cloud changes the security game. There's a lot of benefits to moving the cloud from a security perspective, but the risk profile changes when you move to the cloud as well. Most organizations assume that when they move to the cloud, whatever security they had in place before will still work in the cloud. And that's not always necessarily the case. The other assumption made is that cloud provider just takes care of all security and I don't have to worry about it anymore, which is also definitely not the case. And so what we see as an incident response firm, unfortunately, is the downside of that, which is customers coming to us with cloud breaches. And there's a lot organizations could do that is pretty simple that would keep them from having to experience that breach in the cloud. Well, maybe tell us a bit about that, because I'm trying to think about some of your bigger concerns, which you named people maybe not being as aware of the security issues. But maybe if you could give a specific example, I'm not asking you to name drop companies that you've worked with. Obviously, that stuff is confidential. But just in general, I was wondering if you had any specific examples. I can talk about an organization that had a breach from a threat actor basically called Scattered Spider, who has become pretty cloud conscious in their attempts to install ransomware into customers' cloud environments and use that cloud to also pivot into their internal environments and then extort payments from them. In a particular incident, the threat actor Scattered Spider used a vulnerability in the web application to actually get access to the cloud backend. And they were able to execute a PowerShell script on that cloud backend using a cloud command, which then basically deployed an ability to modify user accounts and passwords. So they were able to escalate their privileges to administrator in the cloud and then used that cloud orchestration tool. In this case, it was Azure to deploy ransomware, not just to VMs in the cloud, but also to on-prem EXXI servers, which encrypted the server VMs on-prem as well. So a couple of lessons learned from that. One is still need to manage and minimize the amount of vulnerabilities in your web applications, something that's been well known for a long time, something that we as a security industry still struggle in getting developers to do. But more importantly, within the cloud, what we see is an explosion of users and entitlements, which makes it easier for an organization to miss something like a threat actor using an entitlement or a particular identity in the cloud to run a command, much less run a command that allows them to modify other user accounts and passwords and escalate privileges, which is an entitlement that this web application should have never had. 
And had the organization done a better job at roping in and understanding that web of entitlements and identities in the cloud, they would have prevented or at least detected the attack earlier in the attack chain. Every object in the cloud essentially has an identity and a set of entitlements. That may not necessarily be true on-prem, but as you move to the cloud, that web of entitlements and the number of identities you have, because you've got a lot of objects that you may be running in the cloud, whether it's VMs, storage buckets will have identities and entitlements, functions if you're running something like Azure Lambdas or Microsoft Functions in Azure. All those things have an identity to them and a set of entitlements. So that web of entitlements or the number of identities and the number of permissions essentially and permutations of those goes up exponentially in the cloud. And that's one of those things that organizations don't necessarily understand. Gary, I'm curious if your advice changes based on either the size of a company that you're consulting or the industry that that company is playing in. For example, maybe a healthcare industry, a small versus large company in that space, or financial sectors, or you name it. I'm sure you've come across it. So I'd be curious if you have any thoughts about that. I think there's some base recommendations that are the same across all industries. And they are, number one, practice good hygiene. Just like you need to harden a server or a workstation, there's a set of things you need to do to harden your cloud environment. And that's not just necessarily on your VMs. It's in the cloud backplane or in that provider space as well. You need to make sure that you manage and understand who's got access to those cloud accounts and make sure that you're doing strong authentication to those who have access to those accounts when they're actual people and protecting the identities of those people who have access to those cloud accounts. You need to look for configurations that may expose data unexpectedly. Things like storage buckets open to the internet. We hear about that all the time. And you need to manage those entitlements. And that's the same across all industries. And I think what happens when you get into different industries is what's next or how does that relate to me in terms of specificity to the industry? And that may cause an additional layer of concern or something specific to their applications. For example, if you're a healthcare industry, a lot of your medical devices these days may be cloud connected, in which case you've got a layer of communication and protection that you're hoping your vendor put into place. But if not, you may have to put in place some other things as well. And definitely as those devices and the cloud-based application, which you may not control, is talking to your EHR or other applications that maybe you do control in the cloud, then you want to make sure that that communication is secured through authentication, encryption, etc. And you want to make sure that the different entitlements on the back end in the stuff that you can control are as finite and tight as possible so that you're not giving access or entitlement beyond what is necessarily needed. Different applications when you're talking financial services or manufacturing, et cetera. And when you get into manufacturing, you're also talking about not just necessarily the central cloud. You're also talking about, in many cases, cloud edge, where you see a lot of manufacturers, especially dist large distributed manufacturers, building IoT applications that need quick turnaround. So they're building those applications, not necessarily in a centralized cloud, but in the cloud edge as well. So there's an added layer of complexity that goes on beyond that. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. 
By the end of this commercial, multiple organizations across the world will be hacked by cybercriminals. Arm yourself with Kivu's cast of cyber crusaders and advanced cyber weapons. Reduce today's cyber risk with our full suite of cybersecurity services. From strategic guidance to fully managed 24x7 cybersecurity threat monitoring and hunting. And rest assured, Kivu's 24-7 incident response team based in the U.S. and U.K. moves fast to contain threats, reduce damage, and restore business operations. Since 2009, Kivu fights cybercrime and protects humanity. Go to kivuconsulting.com to learn more. That's K-I-V-U consulting.com. And now, back to the podcast. You've talked a lot about companies who are already in the cloud or companies of any size having general advice for them. But I'm trying to think of a company that maybe is a bit smaller, maybe doesn't have a large IT or cybersecurity staff. Where do they go if they're trying to think about moving a product or service into the cloud or just in general move more maybe their back end into the cloud? I don't know if you'd have any advice for those companies. I think those companies have to rely on expertise from elsewhere. If you try to do it yourself and you don't necessarily have the IT staff and the security staff who are cloud knowledgeable, I think it can only lead to failure. Me in the security industry, definitely from a security standpoint, but in past lives, I worked at an organization that helped migrate customers to cloud. And we also saw that organizations that move to cloud without that external help had operational issues in the cloud. And definitely costs were spiraling because they didn't necessarily plan correctly for capacity and cost management. So my best advice is to use a firm and get some external expertise to help you plan for both operations in the cloud, as well as, in my case, security in the cloud. Gary, if there was one takeaway or thought that you would wish more companies would adopt or consider when talking about and discussing the cloud, what would that be? I think recognize that there are still security controls you need to put place in the cloud. Those controls may be different than what you have on-prem and get help either from a consulting standpoint. We at Kivu and other organizations also do cloud monitoring and help organizations monitor not just for potential breaches, but also for misconfigurations, misuse of identities, et cetera. That would be my three big recommendations. So Gary, we've been doing the KivuCast podcast for a little while, and you're new to it. This is the first episode with you, but you joined Kivu relatively recently. So maybe you could break down a bit more about what you do at Kivu and just tell us what's going on, what's new at Kivu. Sure thing. I've been at Kivu roughly three quarters right now, a little bit more. Joined from Rackspace, where I led security services there. Here at Kivu, I run our managed services. We have what I think is a pretty unique set of services. And I think what makes it unique is the fact that Kivu, as you know, Paul, is an incident response firm, which means as a managed service provider, we get pretty deep insight to what the threat actors are doing, what the latest techniques and tactics are that they're using. And that all feeds into intelligence that we use to first configure our detections in a way that many organizations may not 
have access to. And second, because we've got that core DNA and incident response, how we monitor, what we monitor for, how deep we're able to go into triage is pretty unique and pretty exciting and a lot of value to our customers. We do a great job in helping prevent attacks, helping organizations detect when there is a potential attack, and more importantly, proactively trying to block and isolate those attacks as they occur. Gary, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding, GM of production at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today was Gary Alterson, Vice President of Managed Services at Kivu, which offers strategic guidance and fully managed 24 by 7 cybersecurity threat monitoring. Learn more about our sponsor at kivuconsulting.com. And to follow all of our media, go to cybercrimemagazine.com.